Welcome to the opening brought to you by sharenet.co.za. The London market is open. The JSC has been open for a couple of hours. Is it building on yesterday's good performance? Here to tell us, Greg Davies, Chief Trader at Kratos Capital. Greg, not quite as glamorous as yesterday, but another solid performance from the all share up about 0.3%, I think it is. And the futures, the Aussie top 40 futures up about 1%, I understand. Yes, I mean, a firmer day, but nothing as exciting as this time yesterday, we were up 2,000 points. So, But I, I think it's still a good performance from the market because a lot of the traders as they came to the office were, were expecting the market to be to, to be sharply lower and it's, and it's not uh, reacted too negatively. So we, we'll take it. Yeah, indeed. At one stage, the S&P futures yesterday morning were up about 55, 56 points. At one stage last night, they were only up 15, 16 points. And they came down this morning to test the lows that we saw in the real session yesterday. So there's a little bit of doubt over the Trump-Xi agreement because there's nothing in writing. The Chinese have said nothing. Mr. Trump says, yes, they're going to reduce and remove the tariffs on U.S. cars, which amount to something like $55 billion worth of exports per year from the United States to China. But China have said absolutely nothing about this. It's almost as though they're scratching their heads and saying, where does all this come from? We said something casually over a brandy on Saturday night at the G20. Yes, I mean, that's the thing. And there's a phrase in America where they call the thing walking it back. And it was a walking back, this, 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 this trade agreement with China. As you say, nothing writing, nothing from them. Um, yeah, the truth is Donald Trump is a slave to the, um, to the stock market, really. And I think his tweets and his decisions are all based on making sure that the stock market goes up. Yeah, indeed. We shall see what happens over the next few days. So there's a five-day Brexit meeting. Goodness me, Greg. I mean, we think we work hard. We occasionally say, goodness me, I'm tired. I had a long day. Think of poor Theresa May. She's got a five-day debate starting today in the UK Parliament over Brexit. Then a vote next week. It's probably going to be kicked out, almost certainly going to be kicked out. Then she has to start again. She has to go to Brussels. This is the most extraordinary, dare I say it, cock-up in British parliamentary post-war history. It really is a disaster. I mean, if you go and examine what is the problem, it's a, it's a leadership crisis, really. Uh, we don't have a Thatcher or Reagan to, to step in here. And uh, the leaders which are currently running the UK just don't seem to have any conviction on, on which way to take this thing. Overall, you know, one would probably think that sort of by, by the 11th of December, we'll, we'll at least have some sort of un- outcome. It'll take away uncertainty. I think it will be bullish for the market. Mm, well, let's hope so. One of the things I don't do these days, Greg, because I, I don't like seeing the repetitive nature of South African political and economic news, uh, politically in particular, but what's been going on? I mean, you read the business day religiously at five o'clock every morning. What's coming out of that newspaper this morning? Look, the number one issue, and I think people are, are not scared enough, really. is Eskom is unable to keep the electricity on. We've had this load shedding in various parts of the country for various amounts of hours. I mean, keep in mind, it's it's coming up for December. You're going to have a lot of people out from Europe, the UK and US visiting something like Cape Town for, for the December holidays. And if there's no electricity, uh, news of that will travel back back abroad and people say, well, that's not a place to, to visit. So it's a crucial time, but in Eskom, it looks like it could be a much bigger threat to, to the economy than anyone realises. Yes, indeed. I was speaking to John Webb from Carte Blanche the other day, and he was highlighting South African Airways. And I said, John, that's a tiny, tiny microcosm of a problem compared to what Eskom is with the hundreds of billions it owes, and also its inability to provide electricity. Now, this was probably, what, four years ago, Greg? I remember I was living in Cork Bay at the time. And we used to get these rolling blockouts, and it would be two to three hours at a time. And it 
sometimes it would be at six in the morning, sometimes at eight in the evening. And I, it always used to coincide with a football match I wanted to watch. I thought those days were over, but clearly not. Is it coal supply? Is it maintenance problems? Is it a combination? I can't get my head around this thing. Yeah, the mistake which people are making, and you, you speak to a private clients in this business, oh, it's all the fault of um, the Guptas and Zuma, and that's why there's no power, but we've got rid of those two parties and everything should be good. But the problem is the maintenance was not done properly the last 15, 20 years. And now that's just, you know, if you don't take your car for a service at regular intervals, you can't just drive it for 20 years and hope it's, and hope it just, you just muddle through and keep throwing, you know, more petrol into it and hoping for the best. But for more reports now, it's a quality issue as well that's coming to light. Yeah. So what's the reality for you living in your penthouse in Santon, Greg, looking out over a beautiful sunset and the treed city that Johannesburg is? What, have you had any power cuts yet? Are you going to get them? Have they told you when they're coming? I think the lucky part of living where, where I do, and I'm very lucky, I'm right next door to this, the, all the big hotels where the tourists are. I mean, probably the authorities take a look and say, well, well let's leave that block uh, switched on because we've got people from all over the world staying in those hotels and we don't want the electricity going off for them. And I'm fortunate enough to be there. But certainly on social media and Facebook and so on, you hear a lot of uh, colleagues complaining that uh, the power's been off for eight, eight, nine hours, people planning parties and having to cancel them and so on. Hmm. Okay. Let's have a look at the markets now as we go into the late part of the morning, Greg. All share and a few other indicators, maybe a couple of shares that have caught your eye this morning. Yes. I mean, as you were saying, well, the market, well, while we've been chatting, has gone slightly negative, uh, but it seems to be doing most of most sort of vacillating between zero and up and down most of today. Obviously, NASPAS always has to be mentioned in these reports. So it's up three quarters of a percent, 2,910 rand. Okay, and the rand and the gold price and those other things that we obsess on. Yeah, I mean, you the, the, suppose it's just noteworthy that the rand, the, despite all Eskom problems and so on, the rand very, very strong, thirteen sixty four, perhaps sort of a sort of carry trade happening there. Gold price looks interesting. It's up eight dollars now, twelve thirty eight. A lot of my colleagues which do rely on technical analysis are showing me charts where the gold price is broken out of a of a downward channel. Uh, it broke out around twelve thirty four. So. $4 above that, so that, that that's really looking good. Brent crude, 62.84. We might have seen the low there on oil. Let's hope so. Greg, thanks a lot. We'll speak to you at 5 o'clock for the 5 o'clock shadow. That was the opening with Greg Davies, brought to you by Shen at .co.za.